0: Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. (laughs) She's racing back to her seat.
1: (laughs) With the chair, you should have said, I'm Batman.
0: Yeah, with the chair, since you're not there, she said, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Welcome to episode 284, uh, the last podcast for 2023. Um, As you know, uh, the next week is Christmas Eve. We're all taking that day off. The week after uh, that. I have
1: a party. Yeah. yeah That's then... right. I'm leaving the fucking house.
0: What's up? <laughs> the week after that is New Year's Eve. We will be out.
2: Leaving the house, John?
1: Yeah. Willingly, unlike a fucking weekend, to not play video- not play games. What? I know. <laughs> By the way, I'm at <laughs> On the other hand, no. New Year's Eve, I don't have oh. any plans, so...
2: We ha- we almost had a large mess on our hands. The uh, part of our alcohol shelf collapsed.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> no oh. bueno. That's abuse.
2: Yeah, so we get to fix that later.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we will be we won't be back for two weeks uh, due to the holidays. Um, so we decided to do our yearly
1: January seventh is our next podcast after this.
0: Yeah. So, we're going to be coming back then, and we will talk about all the cool stuff that happened. But, other than that, um, it's going to be a long break. So, I know Nerd said she had 17 things she was going to talk about in the media section. John had oh, at, yeah, least at least three. Um, <laughs>
1: well, actually, spot on, three. Good job, Gonzo.
0: <laughs> I got about 75, so, uh, you know, since we've been gone... Uh, a lot of us have been fighting some uh, illnesses and some COVIDs and just winter type stuff going on. Yeah. So this will be, um, like I said, it's the last podcast of 2023. So celebration. Woo-hoo. Thanks for showing up.
2: Good times. Come
0: on. And now we're copyright struck.
2: <laughs> Are we? I think no.
0: that was short enough. It's probably not going to hit. No. Hey, Cookie.
2: Hi, Cookie.
0: So, um, this is going to be an interesting one. We're going to talk about, John's going to talk about his, uh, GI Joe start of his RPG. I'm going to wow. talk about the start of a new RPG that I'm running. And I had to kind of GM intervene to put this one in. And we're going to talk about, um, uh, New Year's resolutions, hobby wise, not just generic ones, but hobby ones and how to keep them. Uh, because we know that that can be an issue throughout the year, um, how to make good ones and how to make sure that you kind of stick to them. Um, other than that, um, we got to thank all of our sponsors. We want to thank midnight heroes. Uh, they're going to be doing some cool stuff starting next year. Uh, I know that they said they're gonna be working on some new project besides chibi stuff, uh, for the, for the dual fates. So be, uh, in on that. We want to thank creature caster for the makers, uh, and, uh, doing their miniatures and paints with uh, cuttlefish and also judgment, uh, behind that, which, uh, Started uh, working on some of those models and started planning my Adepticon. I'm definitely put judgment on my schedule. Awesome. We don't think Parabellum War Games, of course, for their awesome, awesome um, miniature game uh, Conquest, Last Argument Kings. And they started doing some new sculpts, and holy crap, I don't know if you've seen any of them. They're legit. Um, and then we don't think Muse on Minis. If you have not been to their website lately make sure you go check it out they've got all their product back on there and starting to sell stuff again so make sure you go check out buy things that you need um and don't forget turbo dork we will be giving away a 50 dollars gift certificate if you are listening and live with us right now uh, make sure you go in there and you do exclamation point raffle and then how many tickets they are 100 uh channel points per ticket, so you can get as many as you want. I think up to two hundred yep. is what I put. Um uh, one to two hundred is what you should put. Yep. Yep. So other than that, uh Art Michael, I am sorry to hear that you're having to look for a new job in the new year. That Unless sucks. you want to be
1: looking for a new job, in which case uh congratulations. Oh, oh, yeah. But,
0: uh, yeah. Congratulations or condolences as appropriate. Yes. Um do we have any shout-outs this week, John? Uh, Andre Brower passed? Yes. Yeah. From There's... a bunch of
1: things. Yeah. But uh, most recent was...
2: Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
1: Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
2: I knew him from A Homicide Life on the Street back in the 90s. Or from Glory. Glory. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, he was in Glory. That was
1: his first role, if I remember correctly. He's been around for a while. and yep. was very young. He had a brief illness that ended, unfortunately... Yeah. And him passing, yeah, very cool Um dude. I, I know there are others out there. I know one of the early guys who wore the Godzilla suit passed. I forget the name.
0: Yep, did see that. Um, yeah, it's mm. it's
1: unfortunate, especially this time of the year. You don't want it's hate to have people associating this time of the year with people passing. It's unfortunate.
0: Mm, I know you said someone
1: else. I don't know that I said anyone else, but I want to say that was the only one, but there's you no guarantee. Know. Yeah, we, we occasionally get a bunch of random, uh, too many random chats in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't recall anyone else.
0: Uh, we also, oh, before we go anywhere, we did add a new point buying system that you could force nerd to wear wear something on her head for uh, 30 minutes um, add floof so make sure you check that out and pay for her to wear it all the time <laughs> if you're going to fucking make me wear ears <laughs> add, floof. add floof um but let's go with something that's a little bit more cheerful um there you go oh, there it is <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's got like all the channel points
2: floof yeah.
0: Um, let's get to some interesting stuff. John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking a gin gin meal. A gin gin meal. Yep. A GGM? Sure. <laughs> uh, nerd, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Uh, I decided to go sweet on sweet with an amaretto and rip beer.
1: Oh. Definitely sounds good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh.
2: <laughs> Just 62k.
0: Is that it? I mean, that's... that's um, me. I am going with a little bit of sort of leech tonight. Uh, since, you know, it's our last one of the 2023 year. Figured I'd bring up some sort of Leach. Like, I need an excuse to bring it out. Yeah, really? <laughs> Eggnob with Jim Beam? Yep. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, if you're drinking something in the channel and you're live, let us know. Put it in there.
1: I was going to drink some Winter Jack,
0: but uh, I finished it on Thursday. so in a week guys um something came up this week that uh, I, I wanted to make sure that we iterate and put in here i know we always say happy holidays and all this stuff and everything but sometimes the holidays are not happy for people um and so we got to make sure that uh we're always there for people so make sure you check on everybody and hanging out and just just checking in with people because uh you no, know, like I said, the holidays aren't always happy for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Check on thing. everyone, especially your strong friends. They need it sometimes, too. Yep. Everybody. Everybody. So, um, other than that, like I said, guys, make sure that you're checking on each other. Make sure you're looking after each other. Um, and let's go with the old saying, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you hear something, do something. And if you can't do something. Find somebody at will because we all got to work with each other and check each other out. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Love you guys. Cheers. 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 Oh, 491
1: Phantom sounds like you're having a heck of a day. Venison chili and eggnog with jam sounds
2: great. Uh, <laughs> so, when are you bringing that over to my house and sharing? Because I want some of that chili. I haven't had venison chili in years. Uh,
1: I haven't had venison chili. It's
2: delicious. Uh,
1: yeah. I assume so. But look, I am all for all that. People like, you know, like, oh, it sounds weird. You know, like all these things, alternate meats sound weird. Like, no, I will it's try them all. It's super
2: lean compared yeah. to beef, but it's, it's, well, you know, it's like, you cook it down with all the spices. It's still a meat chili. Well,
1: it's like I had cow tongue tacos and people are like, Ooh, they're fucking oh, great.
2: I love lingua tacos. They were great. So I
1: will judge. always try, try something
2: Yeah,
0: I will now
1: always try hungry, something
0: new.
2: <laughs> 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 did you just eat dinner?
0: Oh, yeah. You just okay, ate before the string. Again. Okay. Okay. Fair.
2: You got me thinking about tacos, and anytime somebody talks about tacos, it just makes me hungry.
1: It's fair. It's
2: fair. It is my favorite food. Tacos. You can't go wrong. Um, with it.
1: Wait. Wait. You- you can, but it's hard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's true. You can ruin tacos. but It's, it's like meat it, yogurt
1: really tacos are still pretty good. It's tacos. Yeah, tacos. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Gonzo, what do you want to talk about first?
0: Um, I want to talk about something that happened um, with my RPG group. So okay. we've been trying to get some people in uh, for RPG, and a couple of people got COVID this week. So we were like, okay, we can't, of course, we're not going to get together. But as a GM, I was looking through stuff. And I have two, three fairly new RPGers. Um, And I was trying to play, trying to get Blackbirds uh, going. And it's like I said, it's by the, you know, Warhammer type thing, D100 system. Um, But it's actually kind of complicated. And I just like, we tried. And we didn't even try it. We were just still making characters. And like one of my players is completely brand new to role playing at all. And I'm like, this is just not going to work. I I have this feeling it's coming up. This is going to be too complicated. Two of the people are just going to get totally blown out. We'll work on it some other time after I get people in and we can tweak and we can do this stuff. So I randomly in one of our group chats, I says, if you were going to play one of these people, who would you be? And what I did is I took the class system of the game that we're playing and wrote like a very brief description of what they were like you're, you're a, you're an anarchist. You're about to, you know, anger easily, but you have super speed, super strength, you know, super tough. Um, you know, you, you, you get fascinated by, you can see people, auras and, you know, all this stuff. And I listed like all seven of them down the list. And interesting enough, they all show something different. Um, Great. I thought this was cool. So I wrote up their characters. I created their characters for them. And um, this way they wouldn't have to worry about it. wouldn't We wouldn't have to spend a thing. And I gave them a little extra few, you know, starting stuff. You know, it wasn't basic characters, but it wasn't like uber powerful. I just gave them a little mm-hmm. extra, you know, just a, little, a little tweak here and there. And so I printed off their character sheets. Gave him each a sealed envelope and said, "Don't open it until Saturday, when we get together on Discord, which we use our Discord." And so I says, "I," and I, I explained to him. It says, "I was nervous about us, you know, <clears throat> playing this system, so on and so forth." Uh, and I says, "We're gonna try something different, and it's gonna be a very simple, easy, um, game system, but big on role play." So they open up the character sheets and it's Vampire the Masquerade. Um, system is very easy. It's d10s roll for successes. Very, very, very simple and easy to roll off. Um, they actually have a <coughs> fail up system now in their uh, rules, John, which I thought was very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. They they've got a little a little fail up system in there. Um, because I've been reading the rules and you know I've started picking up all the books because I like the I like the World of Darkness. I, I just love, you know, the thing. And the tweaks they'd done, they did, do, and I, and I hate to say this, they did change names of things to be more politically correct. Not a problem. We're in a different time than what we were, you know, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years yeah. ago. Um, <clears throat> and so. Um, uh, hold on. Uh, Malkavian. Next. No. Uh, really?
1: I'm no. shocked. No,
0: oh. I, I knew he was going to choose Malkavian. And that was one of my other friends. I mean, I'm I shocked.
2: don't know enough about Vampire the Masquerade to make that call. Oh. To be honest.
0: Well, they're, everybody's I've, divided up yeah. into clans, and each clan has yeah. their own special abilities and all this other stuff. And so, I created up their characters, um, gave them a backstory. You know why they got turned, where they're at now, how old they are in real life, how old they are when they got, before they got turned. You know, so on and so forth. And so, it's a whole plethora of everything, and. Everybody was pretty much, okay, this is cool. One guy was like, I've been wanting to play Vampire. I've been reading about it. I want to do it. And 491 Phantom is correct. Mizzy is a Toreador.
2: Wait, like Toro Toro Toreador? No,
0: as in artsy fartsy type thing.
2: Nice.
0: Um, They're slut heathens. Porn addicts. No, Um, they're just... Um, wow! They're artists. Wow! <laughs> wow. Um,
2: <laughs> I would love to get into a game of of vampires sometime, just to experience the system, um, and the, and the like the world. Because I know a lot of people that play. I've just never gotten into it, and almost everybody I know that does play LARPs. Yes. Um, and I so just want to sit down and do some dice and paper.
1: Let me. Quickly defend! Surprisingly, Larping Vampire the Masquerade is actually reasonably fun. I've, I've done that at two conventions. Yeah, yeah, I, have, I have Intentionally, I have friends either time, that have been but... doing this
2: for like ten years. But so I I can't like all the story like and they do a lot of crossovers with vampire and werewolves and
1: most yeah. of the games we I've played has been werewolf or uh, we did one that was all of the world of darkness and I played a Street Fighter. <laughs>
0: Uh, I have larped vampire before, so yeah. done that, been there, done that. Um, yeah, it, was, it was a good time. Vampire, I'm going to tell you, vampire is the system is very easy. You roll a d- you roll, you add your dots up, add that's how many dice you roll, and if you get a six or yeah. higher, it's a success, and you compare successes. That's it. Super, yeah. super easy.
1: They, they've also done a lot to make it work really well. Yes. Like, the edition before this one, I think it was, or maybe the one before that, I don't know. Like, it was not, it was a little more failure-heavy. It yep. was a bit of a problem. But this newer one's much better with it. I have no problems with this newer system. It's it's well-designed.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's legit. I I've, yeah. I've, I've, I was reading the book, because I've had it for a little bit, and I knew what it was. And then I was like, oh, no, they tweaked this much better, and it is a better, better system overall. Now, it is a mature system because of the things that, you know, it's a World of Darkness setting. It's meant for adults. Now, you you can downplay it all and everything if you wanted to play a kid version, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it is a World of Darkness one. And um, what was funny is I I gave them their little packets. And each packet had a QR code so they could get a copy of the book uh, for themselves. uh, A PDF copy. Uh, a blurb that says that, Hey, this is a mature game. We're going to make sure that we're going to, it has mature themes, but we're going to make sure we play, you know, to make everybody safe. Um, and then their character sheet with a blurb of their character. Um, one of them was a goth kid that had a goth band and, um, it was actually, he was a suburban kid that decided to go emo. I should say not goth emo. Uh, And got turned right after, uh, like, 18 years. We had a Malkavian, which was a professor uh, that OD'd on uh, drugs. Then um, Mizzy is a burlesque dancer. Yes! um, Which is the Toreador thing. Um, Another person was a veterinarian. Got Gangrel grabbed a hold of them because their facility was destroyed by werewolves um
1: shouldn't have been fucking around yeah (laughs) wouldn't have found out
0: yep um then one person was a uh ventrue uh and i made them and the funny thing is when i was writing these stories i was pulling stuff from the headlines and this one was about a socialite rich person that couldn't change the diaper of their own baby and uh so it was like oh this person's a little princess and has been spoon-fed and everything all of her life and so on and so forth and then she had to take over daddy's business and couldn't do it but grow grew old became a cougar you know that whole thing and then you know because ventrues, for people who don't know ventures you uh you can only drink from certain things so you have a very particular taste and so okay uh ventures can't drink the blood of certain things um so, like, they drink, um, their bane is they have to drink from one particular thing. And hers was men that are 25 years and younger type thing because they have distinguishing tastes.
1: <laughs> Wait, she, she's Lauren Hutton from fucking, uh, <laughs> that movie, Once Bitten? Yeah.
0: So she's she actually looks like she's, you know, 60 or so, but, uh... <laughs> But we're gonna play in Chicago because I did get the Chicago by Night book and everything. But it was I was looking at myself and I was like, I want to play Blackbirds, but this group is not ready for a system that's this complicated. Yeah. Uh, and well, I was so like, so you
1: can start with a complicated system, but it's got to be based off an IP. Yes, because then you can just go, hey, or based off like a more common thing, like a superhero game. Doesn't matter how complicated a superhero game is. It'd be like, I want to play Captain America. All right, I'll write you Captain America yeah. real quick.
0: Um. So, but, um, and that came up and everybody started getting into it, started liking it and started doing it. We're going to have our first game session, um, this Saturday before we do the podcast. So I'll let you know how it went. Oh, so I was uh, very interested and very happy with it. Um, John, why don't you go through GI Joe while I swing the camera around? Cause I want to actually do some hobbying while we're talking tonight.
1: Okay. Yeah. We did the first actual session of our GI Joe, uh, game, uh, this week. We had made characters two weeks ago. Um, they'd made their characters, you know, um, and I gave them homework of writing up a G.I. Joe file card for their characters. Okay. Uh, which they all did, which is good. I was a little worried I might not have gotten it all. Uh, they all did. It was very amusing. Um, it's also funny because they all sort of found different, like, generations of the file cards, so all of them are a little bit different. So it's like, you know, Dave, you know, Dave did his and he's based off one of the early ones, so it's very bare bones. And then, you know, Spencer did a later one, so his is uh you know, sort of middle of that, and then uh Baneon had done his sort of off a later one, so he had a more more complete one, so it's cool. Uh Cookie, the code names were fine. Uh, uh Baneon is playing a commando whose name is Sandman, because he puts the sentries to sleep.
0: <laughs>
1: so I was like, okay, you know what, that's fair, because I saw Sandman, and I'm like, this is dorky, and I'm like, okay, that works. Uh, Spencer is playing a techie guy, his, his code name is Brains, because he's original like that. Uh, and Dave is playing a uh, Vanguard, who's more of a, a door-kicker tough guy, and his name is uh, Rampart. Uh, And I had it all. This is their, you know, their level one. I had them all basically on the same transport going to G.I. Joe headquarters.
0: G.I. Joe. When,
1: well, they get turned around and and, and basically seconded to the regular military because there's a incident that they need to deal with. Someone had gotten uh, kidnapped right there that, you know, morning. So it's like, we need you guys to go and uh, extract. Um. So we do that. They, they they get a little talking with each other, get to know it. uh, uh character Sandman uses a bow and arrow as his main weapon because it's silent. and he gets bonuses for that. Um, Brains actually uh, uses he's got some 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 techie armor, and then he also uses the light machine gun because why not? And uh, ramparts, both you know the the door kicker, he's the super tough guy he's supposed to use a shotgun more than that in a second. So they get briefed and everything they get sent in. And it, I've kept them all in the dark. I'm not explaining a lot of stuff with them because they don't know what's going on. You know, so they drop in, they they go in there. And the first time they encounter sentries, because they're basically attacking a fortification, they they climb up, makes an okay rolls. So it's the, the rolling system's pretty good. Um,
0: You're using the um, Renegade GI system, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Renegade's uh, their, their Essence 20 system. Gotcha, yep. Uh, and worked pretty well. I kind of liked it. I mean, it is a little harsh if you're not trained in something because you roll 2d20 and take the lower. But then again, they're facing level one and level zero guys, so they're not trained in shit. Um, which even includes initiative, which is funny. So if you're not trained in initiative, you roll 2d20 and take the lower. Dang. Yeah. Uh, so we do that. They they attack sentries, and you know, bow and arrow, <laughs> perfect for taking out sentries, silent and everything. And then uh, Rampart uh, is like well I can't use my shotgun it is not silent so I will pull out my machete so he goes up and machetes a guy just two handed and then you know next sentry sneaks up and machetes that guy
0: So I guess it's going to be changing to machete
1: I mean (laughs) he pulled the shotgun once and it was a mistake (laughs) Like it, it could have worked. He rolled poorly on that one roll, so it's like, nah. He was killing motherfuckers with the machete like it was his job. <laughs> He's also the tough one, quite literally, I don't think they could have hurt him. Um I believe the best they could have done if they aimed, they might have been able to hit him if they maxed both dice. Cause it's a D twenty, then you roll another die based off your skill generally yep. ranging from D2, which is the lowest level, which can't crit, all the way up to, technically speaking, D12. You don't generally get that high. Yep. So the good enemies were rolling D20 and D4, so if they aim, they get a D6, because so it's an up one, and 26, I think, doesn't even technically hit him because he's the tough guy. and he's Like, it would hit him, but it would bounce off his arm. Which totally fits with this thing. When you read his file card, it's like, I saw him taking RPG once and didn't even notice. Okay. Which is unrealistic, but who cares? I mean, it's it's G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. So they, 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 I mean, it was a fun time. They they all got to show off some skills and everything. Um, I can see some, but what could be issues depending on how much you care, because Spencer's character, is, if he gets to roll his stuff the way he wants to, is very focused and can get really obnoxious numbers. But again, if he's rolling a really obnoxious number against a fucking Cobra Viper, who the fuck cares? Like, oh, you just punked that level one guy good. So we'll we'll see as we get more people, more uh, bad guys in there. But no, they succeed. Uh, actually, through, legit, I didn't have to, I had it all hand-waved that, like, if they failed, it would have been okay. Um, because the, the guy in charge told them, like, just make sure he doesn't give his secrets to Cobra. I don't really care otherwise retrieve cool but we, we just don't want you to so legitimately by the rules like there's a point where I'm like I think he's going to be killing this guy and then it turns out the bad guy couldn't because the way the uh, the action rules work um, so normally you get a move action a standard action and then free actions based off your speed except that if you're slow enough your speed 1, you only get a move or an action, and the only way to get a free action is you can get 2 if you sack your regular action. So that means the regular corporate troopers can only get either an action, a move action, or two free actions. They cannot do multiple things. And the Vipers, with their wonderful speed of 2, can't take free actions, but they can do both normal actions. So, quite literally, at one point, David had disarmed somebody, actually just take the gun out of his hand, didn't actually take the arm off. I have to be clear, he's using a machete, he could have just taken the arm off, potentially, but... He was like, no, I'm going to be safe, I want to get the gun out of his hand so he doesn't shoot the hostage. And he couldn't, the, the bad guy couldn't draw a weapon and kill the hostage. So, it was good. They get out there, you know, have them pull out with the, uh, they had Marines distracting, because they are working with the regular army here, regular military. Um, and, you know, just had them a fun little ending thing where they're talking to Marines. The Marines are all like in all of them, you know, like I figure sure. It was rivalry because they're all army guys or whatever, but you know, they're fucking Joe's. So it was super fun. And we basically have it end with them back on a transport heading towards Joe base, just like it started. (laughs) The only difference was dark outside rather than light. So super fun. System seems pretty good. It's a l- you're gonna need to reference a couple different things. It's written okay, but not great. There's a couple things you really need to read into to make sure you understand how they work. The requisition system's a little much, but when you read their instructions and read their FAQ, it works pretty well. And then the crit system, which interested in, is a little different than I thought. So if one of the other, if the other die you're rolling as long as it's higher than d2 rolls maximum it's a crit but if you're specialized you actually roll all the dice so spencer is specialized if he gets to do things a certain way he gets to roll a 20 which you always get that's a 20 it's still not a crit. and then he'll get to roll all the dice up to inherently a d10 so he rolls a d10 a D eight, a D six, a D four, D two.
0: Holy crap. And if
1: any of those that isn't the D two comes up maximum, even if it's not the die he uses to get the target number, he crits. Yeah. So if your four D4 rolls a four, but you're using the D tens nine or whatever to to hit the target number, to succeed, it's still a crit. So that was interesting, because he he at one point was rolling two d eight. Because he, he got some upshifts enough with his sight and everything. So he's rolling 2d8, d12, d10, d8, d6, d4, d2. And just whatever is the highest gets added for the uh, success. And if he gets any of the max number, it crits. So it's interesting. Hmm. Um, you can definitely min-max a little bit. Um. But that's something for the GM to fix. It's not, like, a big deal. Again, like I said, it doesn't matter how badass you're being when you're punking a single Cobra Trooper. It, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and you yeah,
0: you punked punk that guy. Good job. Yeah. You punked the mook.
1: Exactly, but seems eminently playable. Um, the basic mechanics are good enough that you can do a lot of stuff on the fly because you can give... And I'm going to use D&D terms because everyone knows them. Advantage or disadvantage. Because that's basically what it is. you're not skilled in something, you have disadvantage, and certain circumstances you can get advantage. So you can give that out if you feel it's necessary. It works pretty well, so we're pleased. We're going to keep it. We're going to play that. Um, maybe until the new turtles game comes out, we might do something in between. But the whole plan is to uh, uh, play that until basically that. Now, Cookie, actually, they were reasonably accurate. Um, Brad's character took two thirds of his health. He had three health, he took two damage. One from a grenade, because they're like, fuck this guy. Um, uh, Spencer's character took one damage, and uh, not rushhead Dave, he was a tank. Like, they at one point, they threw three grenades at him, and he just said, yeah, and?
0: Now, can, so, can they die? Or do they just go down, it, and Joes, can they die, or do they just go defe-
1: Everyone is defeated, technically speaking, when they lose their all their hit points. Gotcha. Okay. It it's good cuz it lets you play do you want to go comic book? Do you want to go cartoon? There even though it's written sort of it's written sort of ambiguously for what level you're playing at. It's written a little more maybe cartoon forward because that's what everyone's experienced GI Joe, let's be honest. Yep. Um, but you can play comic book if you want, a little more violent.
0: you're, you're just incapacitated.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't incapacitate any of those cobras. They fucking
0: killed them. But you know, but as a player yeah. character, they they would go especially because at some point,
1: uh, uh, Banion with all of his special skills and all, and and his bow and arrow, he's like, I do like five damage to this guy. I'm like, well, he's got two health, so he's and dead. Because <laughs> five damage is a lot. Like Spencer's got the most hit points in the party, and he's got five. So, but no, enjoyed it.
0: Uh, next session will be two weeks. Woo Nice. So so. Quick RB, RPG talk.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I was gonna say I've kind of hit the point in both of my campaign, both of my groups. For my homebrew campaign it seemed like episode 5 or session 5 seemed to be where everybody kind of found their groove including myself like in terms of the story in terms of the role play in terms of like kind of solidifying how they want to play their characters yeah, yeah. well in my game
1: you know uh, that Dave went into that going like I'm a shotgun guy he came out going I'm a machete guy <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get rid of the shotgun. We're not going to use that. I'm going to take our normal more rifles, something with more range. Because, like, the problem was, like, the shotgun's very short range. Mm. At that point, should he not just machete
0: a motherfucker? Yeah. But that's okay, because, I mean, you know what? You did, like, a roll. You did a Session Zero kind of rebuild thing. And he was like, you know what? I like machete he, better than that. And it's He didn't need cool. to rebuild anything.
1: He just got yeah. to change what gear he requisitions next time. Yeah. That's what I like about it. it. It's built so that you can change your gear as you go. It's not like you're like, oh, I've got this gear every time. It's you requisition so as you change what your character does or the mission changes, you can go. I don't need that. I need something else.
0: Did he change? Like his if name? he goes
1: into a big fight, he can go. I'm gonna take the silent off of my armor and give something else. Because that takes a point of his requisition to make his armor silent, so he can do stealth checks in it.
0: Did he change his name to Machete? No, no, that's been taken. (laughs) Danny Trejo, he is not.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say Danny
0: Trejo. He did make a lot of machete
1: jokes, though.
2: You know, for the standard,
1: I am not El Jefe. This is El Jefe. Alright, so, I think the rest of our talk is going to be... Happy New Year uh, talk? New Year resolutions, hobby resolutions, and how to succeed at them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, of course, New Year's right around the corner. Blah, blah, blah. We always make hobby New Year's resolutions. Do we keep them most of the time? Fuck no. So we... Find... I would
1: say if you if you keep every re- resolution you make, you are not making bold
0: enough resolutions. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance you should be making ones that are reasonable and then some that mm-hmm. you want to strive to, or, to do.
1: Or maybe you just had a good year and you did it. But yeah, I mean... I certainly have not done all my I mean I still have a little bit of time to finish one of my hobby resolutions, but that just involves getting the airbrush shut up. <laughs>
2: that is my goal for this year is to teach myself how to use my airbrush.
1: Um that's on my on my 2024 as well. Um let's 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 get some airbrushing cuz I I look at how long it took me to base coat the models today and I'm like, you know, if I could do that with an airbrush, I bet you I would have four models done in the time it took me to do one by brush. Oh, yeah. Maybe two. Who knows? Still, half as much time as half as much time. That's twice as much time to paint. So. um, But, yeah, you want to make stuff... You don't want to make it just all easy-peasy stuff because, sure, it's nice to be... nice to succeed, but if you're not challenging yourself, you know, you're going to... Become a little stagnant. My hobby became a little stagnant this this year because you know, I don't think I challenged my. I don't want to say I didn't challenge myself, but I I didn't make the right kind of hobby resolutions to sort of push it through. Yeah.
0: So what um, what, what what? Let's go, nerd. What is going to be your hobby resolutions this year? Besides the besides airbrush. It. Okay.
2: Besides the airbrush. Yep. Put together tutorials.
1: Oh, oh shit. Tutorials are good. like
2: people. People have been asking about like the products that I use. Like I specifically want to let now that I've been doing uh, a couple of of pieces in a cell shaded style, I really want to try and solidify that and do that as a tutorial. Absolutely. So I've been teaching. I've been spending a lot of time teaching myself video editing and production. Uh, sound editing, like, all kinds of stuff. I Like, this is something I'm going, like, making that jump to YouTube and cool. making different kind of content than just painting minis, but stuff yeah. that still applies to all of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and people need more, I like to say, accessible content.
2: Yeah. And people like, go video, so well, here's how you paint more... this
1: thing, and it's, you break out your airbrush hand, and people are like, I'm out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, like, I i i hand prime because i use gesso and like i don't use like i use rattle can primer very intermittently and mostly for either large or yep brush use, on Vallejo surface, surface primer, primer. Yep. yep i could airbrush I, yeah. it too but yeah i use liquitex gesso um mm-hmm. and that is like, I, most of what, 99% of what I do is by hand, mm-hmm. if not all of it. Yeah. Um, And, like, also doing stuff in different styles, stuff that isn't Warhammer. Because there, there's so much out there beyond just that hobby, and I would like to make stuff that's accessible to people that are more on the D&D side of things. Well, the good thing is or that the D&D just, side's that, a little different or, because... Yeah, uh, painting
1: a single model is totally different than painting a Warhammer army. Exactly.
2: You're not like you're making it individual to that character. You're telling a story with that model. Mm-hmm.
1: But since you yeah. sort of have an idea of both, you can sort of relate the painting of the D&D towards that so they're building bigger scales. That's that's great.
2: Yeah. Like that that is my goal for this year is to do something like that. Gonzo, what about you? What's your goal?
0: Um, I am actually going to make sure that I'm at least hobbying. My big one is to hobby at least once a week. 30 minutes to an hour at least once a week. I haven't done it, and I've been kind of interested. Hashtag innocent. hobby streak. I know. But, I, you know, I'm going to... Mine is going to be a weekly type thing. Because I, I got a lot of stuff I have to paint. I have... A lot of stuff I have to paint. What I'm working on right now is my models for Adepticon. Because I'm going to play in the 50-point legendary event that uh, Privateer Press is doing. Their narrative thing. And, you know, I'm playing my Brinebloods. Fucking Orgoth. Um, And so I'm going to be playing Brinebloods. And so I'm working on my Pirates. And I'm like, I've got to get this started. Um, And so, you know, you're talking about Airbrush. You know, my troll's skin is going to be red. I'm going to airbrush that shit. And then, then I can clean up around it because it's not a big mm-hmm. deal then. I mean, it's going to be the same color. You know, I'm going to do a black and purple, you know, with red skin as my primary. But I'm going to, you know, you know, have to do the details and such. But I'm like, I'm going to airbrush red the skin because it's just going to take so... It's going to go on so much smoother. It's going to be so much quicker. Much less time, Yeah. Yep. Yep and then i can just go from there um that's one of them i'm gonna do uh i am definitely gonna try to play in more games um i actually yesterday i did a big purge of my miniature collection um gave some stuff away gonna give some stuff away some stuff i just uh like i can't believe i still had it i still had a guild ball army
2: a what guild guild ball ball team yeah i
0: still had a guild ball team the uh, the, the I keep Smith. hearing
1: rumors it's going to come back, and then...
0: Yeah, I think they're trying. It doesn't come
1: back. I don't know. Uh,
0: but I was like, you know what? Miniatures were cool. There's nothing wrong with them, but I'm not going to use them anymore. And it's like six models. I'm just like, junk.
1: Well, you remember Nate Hoffman from... Um, mm-hmm. uh, what the hell's the name of that podcast?
2: that still
1: around. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Those guys, uh, they he, he said, like, look, if you're looking at a case and you haven't done anything with it in two years, you should get rid of it.
0: Yeah, that, and the game's defunct, I mean, it's no longer around, and
1: yeah, it's defunct even if they're trying to get it back. I've got, yeah, if I kept miniatures from every defunct game, holy moly, I would not have any space. I mean, I already don't have any space I'm looking to shoot his tank, but uh, <laughs> um, I would have less space, yeah, if I had all sorts of games, you know. And then some of them I keep. Like I don't. I don't generally throw away fully painted models if they don't take up a lot of space. Like six models painted, I would not throw away. Six models yeah. unpainted, fucking gone.
0: Yeah, they were all unless un-painted. they got some other use. Yeah, and there was no use for them. I was just like, no, I'm That's just fine. gonna, I'm gonna ditch them. Um, and, and a good thing is, don't let someone else define the rules of you keeping something. We yeah. can just give you advice. You make the final call.
1: If um, you're like, fuck it, I don't care. Get them out of here. Get them out of there.
0: Yeah, and then, like, another thing I want to do is I, I actually, I don't want to say I want to paint a competition piece, but I want to paint a piece that is not for game. If you know what I'm yes, saying.
1: paint something random.
0: Yeah. I want to paint something Maybe that's not big, for gaming. Maybe a cool model that you want to turn into a character. Maybe that'd be a cool thing to paint. Uh, I actually have a model, and I have a plinth that I want to put the model on. Thank you, Jacob Jansen. Um, and I want to make it like a so call back a callback like, to the last podcast when you wanted to turn a guy into a. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but I found, you know, I have I have a model, and it's a privateer press model, it's a special edition one, um, and I have a plinth that I want to put it on, and I actually want to do a scenic scene on it, and you know, maybe give it away after. I'm yeah, out. no, absolutely, just something something or, artistically, you know what I'm saying? Not, I got to paint this because it's got to be painted to be on the table.
1: Yeah, but well, that's a good thing too. Also, I mean, and I want to say based on what you're doing. Um, the last thing, and the reason I'm not hitting Gonzo more about this, you want to do is tell someone how to do what they're doing. Like I said, hobby streak. It's in his brain. If he wants to try it, he can. If not, he can just do it weekly, that's fine. What you should do though, is you should, if you have a goal like he's got of needing to get some data for an event, is figure out how many miles you're gonna paint, how long you have to paint them, and set yourself an aggressive schedule to get that done. In fact, if you know you're going to a convention and you can do it at the beginning of the year as part of your uh part of your resolutions that's a good call because that's yeah. on your mind immediately
0: yeah see oh uh, so my 50 point army is 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 models i've got to paint a one of my battle engines cuz captain mizzy wants to use it um in her 50 point army which is cool no problem um mm-hmm. i have 4 Judgment models to paint, and then whatever battle tech that I'm using. But the battle techs are very, very easy because those are quick, easy contrast paint jobs, and those take no time so, at all. So you got what, like thirty models, forty models at most? Thirty models at most. Uh, so I like, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Who knows?
1: Forty models at most is still not. Doesn't even sound that bad. No, no. Especially because your battle tech are gonna paint up pretty quick because you you like to use contrast paints on them. So boom.
0: Yeah. And so that's the reason why I was no. like, the my War Machine Army is going to take the longest because all the models have great detail and a ton of shit on them. Mm-hmm.
1: But, again, that's why you, if you plan that and you start, like, go back to our painting ideas, since he's doing a lot of tough stuff, he wants to, you know... Normally, you'd be like, paint a unit, reward yourself with a character. In his case, since they're mostly characters, he should be doing front-loading the characters, so if towards the end it's trailing off, the easy-peasy stuff takes care of itself. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing you should think about, and and, and honestly, like I said, if you're if you getting it ready now, like is fully aware of it now, you should be getting it ready now and figuring out how he wants to do that as part of his resolution.
0: Because I'm like, right, right now I'm getting, because I'm doing just a little simple beat scene for my brine Bloods. and so they're just getting a, you know, like, they're not going to be anything elaborate on their bases, just sand and that's pretty much about it. <laughs> like my... Fair enough. My captain. Or my admiral, Boomhaller.
1: Admiral? you have multiple ships? Uh,
0: she is a badass. Oh, well, very well. So. Well, uh,
1: I have not actually given any thoughts to... Uh... Hobby resolutions this year has been kind of, kind of nuts. Uh, I do want to try and keep the hobby streak up for the whole year if possible. I don't know if that's is possible because too many times life comes in and
0: elbow drops you, kicks you in the ding ding.
1: Oh, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, but I do definitely want to um, uh, paint um, at least one force for BattleTech. And then from there, I mean, we'll see what we're playing. We haven't had the discussions of what we're playing. I do kind of want to paint uh, one of my Imperial Knights uh, in case I play some 40K because the local store moved. Uh, They're not as draconic on the uh, pay to get in. In fact, last Friday when we did my D&D session, my whole group could have played for free without paying the $10 and getting the $10 credit shit. Um, they didn't they weren't so I'm much happier that they're not being that extra about it. So um, but yeah, you know, the guys are there. I'm hanging out there a little more often, so they pay out forty k, so I'd like to get my at least one more night painted, so I'll have two painted. Um, I, if it sounds like I'm setting my goals really low, it's because I am. I mean, my non-hobby life has been challenging, and I'm trying not to overwhelm myself. I don't. I don't need a hobby challenge. I do if I don't get my airbrush done. Uh, I mean, like I said, I want to get my airbrush. I want to learn how to use the airbrush. That's probably the biggest one too. Just like a nerd, I want to. I want to learn that. Um, so, you know, very minor things. Also, want to get more consistent on our role playing. We had a lot of missed weeks and shit. Um, some of them just me not being able to put together the energy to go and do it which is a problem because i'm the gm always um so yeah that, that's that's it basic stuff but still want to uh still want to get some stuff done and then we'll see based off what games we decide we play you know we usually uh hang out at we go to marshall's house we'll talk about what we're going to do for the year what games we're going to focus on and i'm going to Address the elephant in the room that was last year us saying certain games and then suddenly them adding games in the middle of it. I'm like, we can't do that because it fucking killed us. We did not play all the games this year. I do want to play more games, but that's hard to quantify, you know. If you're role playing every week, one session every week, I mean, that's that's a good amount of hobby to start with. And then if you can get some games on top of it, even better. I know uh, I did make a rule middle of the year because I found myself being a little too staying at home, and I'm going to continue into next year, where unless I have a driving reason to say no, if someone goes, hey, John, do you want to go do this thing? I go do the thing. You know? Became a little too at home all the time, so, you know, my buddy Frank goes, hey, John, do you want to go over and play Battle Tank?" Well, yep, I'm bringing my stuff, let's go. Now well, it's not all the time. Like, he's like, hey, John, let's do Battletech Wednesday. I can't do Wednesday because I work from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. So I would not be able to start until after 8 p.m. And that's a little rough on a weeknight. Understandable. Yeah. But, you know, when he did it the, the one, like, Monday or Tuesday, I'm like, sure, I'll come over right after work. I'll get there about 5-ish. That's plenty of time on a weeknight. I don't go to bed till fucking 1130. What do I care? So, that's sort of me. And then Art of Michael Avoy is wondering if he can uh, jump into commission work. And he wants to try and enter capital palette. Awesome. Was that a painting competition, I assume? And he said he almost finished 1,000 points of nids. Too many problems popped up. And I feel that in my soul. (laughs) Trying to paint an army. a 40K army, especially something nids where you could theoretically have a giant shit ton of models, even at 1,000 points, is a thing. Which
0: uh, jack is that, uh, Gonzo? This is the first eighty millimeter jack called Invictus. It is Magnus's oh. personal jack.
1: I thought that was what it was.
0: No, it's cool. Oh yeah, this thing's a beast. Uh, yeah, That's, Magnus. It's
1: obliterate a, a rocket on the shoulder. It's yeah, and it a doesn't go away. Arm, and it's got a bone. T- okay, yeah.
0: And it's got flamethrowers uh, for teeth. He's got t- flamethrower tusks. Okay. Yeah, this is um. So Invictus and Magnus are a oh. team you can't take Invictus can't go with anybody else, and when you play this Magnus, you have to take Invictus because uh Magnus is twenty points of your army oh, wow. so twenty huh. of my fifty points is Magnus and invictus
1: uh, i I think I, based on what art what uh, Arthur Michael always said, I might have to change add something to my uh plans
0: yeah, what is he saying I can't read
1: because the Capital Palette is uh, from Nova Open. Nova Open is in my backyard. And if Art of is going to Mo- Mo- Nova Open, I should at least try and make it out there since it's in my fucking backyard. So we're going to see if I can make it to the convention in my backyard or not. <laughs> so, uh, was that? Hold on. Is that Labor Day weekend or... It's Labor Day weekend. It's got to be Labor Day weekend. September. Is that right? Trying to remember here.
0: I have no clue. Open 2024. Boom. Uh, um,
1: August 28th through September 1st. Okay. That actually is not bad because uh, it's the right time of the month that I can make it. March 1st. Okay, cool. Well, uh, hopefully our... Uh, uh, Art of Michael Avoy will remind me, so I don't forget.
0: Said so a I to try and
1: make it to that. I don't. I guess I'll for it. That's too far away to so set a reminder for. It. It's like months. But we'll try and go. So. so, in addition to your hobby ones, you should not discount your standard ones. Oh yeah, standard resolutions. Uh, But again, based on your life, you don't want to make them too grandiose, let's say. Like last year, I was like, I'm going to take my breaks and my lunch breaks, and I am not going to eat from the vending machine. That shit didn't last but like two weeks, because (laughs) I suddenly became understaffed again. So, we're going to try that again this year. Might try and just vending instead of. I'm just gonna try and buy snacks. I should buy snacks rather than the vending machine. Vending machine's stupid expensive compared to buy snacks, right? Yes. I should just buy snacks. This is dangerous because I buy snacks. Sometimes I eat snacks. Accurate. So gotta be careful about it. But recently, we need, I have not been using the vending machine because I still have over fucking Halloween candy. So I'll be doing Halloween candy.
0: Just realize that he has a minifix right here.
1: Sure. It does. Well I mean uh that's I mean as far as uh Magnus goes, that is technically his religion, right? It's there not he's... like a zealot, but And then Isn't it... most was it most of uh Signar that technically was their religion?
0: I don't know a lot of the fluff on that.
1: Cookie Man, the snack drawer at work. Next time I Panini Press, reverse the grilled cheese moments. I mean, oh, to have a desk big enough to put a snack drawer. Yeah. I have a tiny desk, especially given my position, because they put me right next to the printer, because I help people with the printer, so. Like, we don't move you, John, because you're super helpful. Goal one is but well, I mean, hopefully you won't have the budget for long. Hopefully you'll find something that will let you do other, but I understand. I do budget work as well, but I blame action figures. <laughs> Technically, I blame Hasbro, but so there's some ideas. As usual, if you guys want more thoughts on it, hit us up. We'll be happy to talk to you about resolutions and such, but we have a heck of a media section. I feel like we should probably get started. Oh, okay. I mean, it's probably 8.56 anyways. Yeah, our our lists intersect at one small point. But it's a heck of a point.
0: Okay. I will base that when we get back. (sighs) Swing
1: around. Of course, Gonzo watched all the things. Except the thing we watched, I think. What was the thing that y'all watched? Oh, you don't remember? No, don't. He doesn't even pay attention to us anymore. Oh, you know me. It's sad. Time for my Hulk sad music.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, actually, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things. I haven't seen Doctor Who yet, but I do want to see the new Doctor Who because I like who they got as a doctor.
1: Yeah, I I do, but it's tough because Doctor Who was always a me and my ex-wife thing, and
0: it still kind of hits me in the feels, so I don't know. Mm. Gonna try to. So um, let me talk about something that I was really... It was kind of like I didn't even know it existed, and then I decided to watch it, and it was a sleeper hit. Uh, There is a show on Hulu. It's based off of a book series. Um, And it's about a group of Ocean Eleven type people that commit a, uh, you know, robbery of a very rich person. But it's the aftermath of what happens after they do the robbery. Uh, The show is called Culprits. It's a Hulu original.
2: I was just seeing the trailers for that and it looks so good.
0: It is fucking amazing. If you have Hulu, I highly recommend it. It is a British I believe it's a British made like a BBC made type series. Uh it's 8 episodes. It's it could be its own, you know, it, you know, c- complete series type thing because there are there are kind of like three books in the the whole I mean, trilogy but
1: Gonzo, 8 episodes is a series these days.
0: Yeah, it is. But it um I don't think there's going to do another season of it. Um and it was it's it's a good spy, you know, Ocean's Eleven type thing. Uh, super good. Acting was really good. Um, characters were really good. Uh, everybody was interesting to watch. Uh, action was fun. Uh, it was pretty brutal, though. That was the one thing about the show. It was brutal. They let people do pretty much whatever they want. And there was a couple of, oh shit, did they really? Yeah, they did. Type, type moments. Um, I highly recommend it. It gets a zero space art piece from me. This thing was legit good. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, acted really well. Uh, there, didn't have to do a lot of special effects type thing, but um, it does do a flashback. Each episode is a flashback. You know, what happened during the heist and happened after and so on and so forth. And you piece together the story. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. Oh. So uh, that's my first one. John, what's yours? Um,
1: well, I'm continuing my watch through of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in order. So I rewatched the first, I call it Michael Bay Turtles, even though he's only the fucking producer, he didn't direct it. (laughs) I dare say he probably would have done a better job. Um, so this movie is a wonderful combination of the most tired ass, terrible (laughs) comedy bullshit fucking tropes ever and some actually legitimately good ideas like I don't mind that the turtles are giant and way stronger and everything that's fine they up the enemies to 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 match I don't like it it's not classical but it's fine as a different take on the turtles Um, Megan Fox as April O'Neil is fine she's currently the worst April O'Neil
2: I mean, but it's,
1: it's Megan Fox. She she gets goes between legitimately decent at acting, and just being eye candy, and that's yeah. A
2: problem. I'm, I made the mistake of watching Jennifer's Body once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely <laughs> some eye candy in that. Holy moly! One scene in particular. Holy moly! Yeah. But anyways.
2: Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's not terrible. But she's also not great. Will Arnett is more good than he is bad, but he, they're doing standard, shitty, tired-ass comedy tropes. Yep. When they shouldn't. If if they had an adult review the script for this fucking movie, it would have been better. They don't use William Fitchner enough, and based on the ending, so I think it's not like it's a spoiler, the whole thing is Shredder is in a giant mechanical suit in this and it's firing blades and it's really, really fucking silly. But, for a franchise that starts with mutant turtles that are ninjas, I don't really have a giant complaint about the power armor suit firing blades because let's be honest, you started with fucking turtles that are ninjas and giant. It's it's fine. Um... But originally, apparently, they were going to have William Fitchner be the shredder. And apparently, they backpedaled hard because they were going to piss people off because, um, yeah, they, they, people wouldn't be ready for that. I mean, I love William Fitchner. William Fitchner is great in everything, he is fine in this. Um, they don't, they do a little too much if everything ties together. Like April's father was a scientist working with them that created the turtles, and the turtles were her pets when she was young, and she saved them. And it's all like, like sure, but that's not remotely their background. You know, it. It's much more interesting when you know, if she saved them, even was not a pet, like oh, I, I'm gonna let these turtles that are test subjects die, I'm gonna save them, but then Shredder, but then the Splinter names them and everything, it would be better. There's some interesting ideas that don't play out. Um, The action is decent there, most of it, if some of it's a little silly because the turtles are giant and doing absolutely... You need to turn off your brain for this. How about this? And More so in the second one, which I'll review after this, because I watched both because it's been two weeks. It feels very late, fast, and the furious-y where they're just trying to get more and more crazy things. Also, I could not unthink it. Where is there anywhere near New York City that is snow covered and has a giant fucking several hundred foot cliff? <laughs> I know New York is kind of wildernessy. In upstate New York, I would absolutely not even think twice about that shit. But within driving distance, easy driving distance of fucking New York City, no. Fuck no. Yeah. Come on. No. Turn the fuck on. Um. It it's the worst so far of the turtle movies Spoil that man had a hold for long uh, <laughs> I give it three and a half like if you love turtles you can watch it once there's some interesting takes on it it's a different idea like you know when you have Batman there's a sort of different take on it like even Nolan's Batman technically a different take on Batman cool some interesting ideas there, but it doesn't ever come through with it, and would have needed a real director and a different cast to make it really good. Uh, Nerd.
2: Uh, I started watching Crapopolis. It's it's uh, Dan Harmon's new show. It's an animated series. It's got it stars Richard Ioane from the IT Crowd, the guy who played Moss he is, he plays Tyrannus, he he is the son of a goddess and a monster his dad's basically a manticore oh community
1: uh, Rick and his, Morty. okay
2: yeah and it his his dad is matt berry uh of what we do in the shadows and his mom is ha- uh, hannah waddington for, uh she was in um ted lasso Okay, yep.
1: I thought she looked familiar. I haven't seen the last I've seen some clips, but yeah, i yeah, look like, looked in,
2: so i haven't I haven't finished the first season yet, but apparently a second season's coming out, but it's absolutely hysterical so far. like it's it's got great voice acting. it's super silly. it's it's your like on brand Dan Harmon comedy.
1: I love that one of those common questions. People also also ask, is Crapopolis a kid's show? I'm like, I don't need to ask that question. I can look and say no.
2: No. He made Rick no. and
1: Morty. No.
2: No. So, yeah. I would give it, like, maybe, like, once maybe so far. Maybe, okay. maybe less once I get through it.
1: Fair enough. So we're back around to you and your giant list of my stuff giant list
0: um, yeah. so I was on Netflix and I was like oh have people been pimping this show see what it's like uh, it's got a big cast uh, Julia Roberts you know Ethan Hawke you know all these you know things and it's called uh, Leave the World Behind and it's supposed to be oh. like this uh, uh, this family goes out to the you know r- r- rent a and b type thing out in the middle of the you know Wooded area, and the end of the world happens. This fucking show sucked. It was horrible. Huh. I'm not even. I'm not going to give it even any dignity on it. Um, the way the camera pans were, like he would start upside down and then swing around and spin, and then come right side up, and it was like, why, why? Are there they was trying no to need-
2: make everybody motion sick?
0: I was like, why? There's no need for this. The movie was divided up into four parts, and it was part one. This, part two, this. Part two, the sound. Never found out what the sound was. Part three, the chicken. Did, did, I mean, it, it wasn't really the chicken. It was something else. But, I mean, it was like, there was, the parts didn't even matter. The title of it didn't even matter. You didn't even know what things were going on. Um Okay. One character was obsessed of watching the end of Cheer or the end of Friends because she never got to see the final episode of Friends, and that's her whole shtick. The entire movie was, "I need to see the last episode of Friends. I need to see the last episode of Friends." And that That was
2: one sounds so one note and boring.
0: It is. It's bad, and the acting wasn't even good. That sounds
2: worse than what I watched. Shit.
0: Oh yeah, it was bad. It was so stupid. It was. Minzy says it is D U M dumb type thing. (laughs) Um, the thing is it had a really good cast, Kevin Bacon in it. You know, you could have done a lot more. They like panned out to like, you know, New York where people are, you know, they were showing some of the big stuff that going on. And I was like, there were so many things that happened that you were, they didn't explain it. They were just like, why is this all? It's all here. Nothing's happened. Uh, and I was like, this is ridiculous. It was annoyingly stupid. I was so mad. Bear up. Um, I highly do not recommend it and uh, by the way we need to pick a winner before we go any further mm. Do it. Right, ready drum roll boom Xander Xander hey Xander send me a message and I will uh, get you your discount code um,
2: congratulations
0: Xander send, oh. uh, send me a message in Facebook or whatever and I'll get you the discount code or uh, Discord. Or Discord or wherever. Just make sure you just send me something so I can we can get it to you. Um I'll see if I can get it to you on Discord. If you can't you send me one. But um it was it was horrible. It was it was boring as shit. Um they didn't explain anything. They didn't give any reasons for stuff. It was like an art film gone bad. And I was like, Man, it was horrible. I mean this thing gets a four to a four and a half. Highly do not recommend it. Um the Space R P is strong with this one. I uh, just cannot take it. I don't know. So, John, what's yours?
1: Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. What? The second of the Michael Bay live-action ones, if you want to call them that. Yep. But in this one, they added Casey Jones. And also, <laughs> I messaged you part of the way through that because I think I actually saw this one and completely fucking forgot that I saw it. Yeah. I don't remember every part of it, but there are parts I remember I'm like, I I'm certain that if I'd watched clips of this movie, I would have not watched more clips of this movie. Because it so this movie is a, a weird combination of the most tired ass shitty comedy tropes and some actual interesting ideas. Yeah. Um, high points I did like Bebop and Rocksteady. Like the idea that they were criminals in turn. That was that was kind of cool. Um, Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman was a little much.
2: Um, and Tyler Perry was in it?
1: Yes. As Baxter Stockman. Now, I don't have a problem with Tyler Perry being Baxter Stockman in general, because in the comics, Baxter Stockman was black and that's perfectly fine. But he was a little, it, too much. Like, there were too much, There's too much going on in this movie. Do and Rocksteady are almost main characters, how much they're shown. Um, Shredder's back. He's no longer got his power armor, which is much cooler. But the whole idea is they're bringing Krang from the cartoon in from the other dimension. And spoiler: when when they bring him in and Shredder teams up with him, he just like ha ha, I betray you and freeze you and put you away. And I'm like, this is you got so now you're getting rid of your actual cool villain and getting your stupid villain. Awesome. Um, it's the same t- tired TMNT we're not really a team because we don't actually work together well, even though we're brothers. And a little bit of credit. They actually set it up better with a fight that they kind of lose because they're not working well as a team, but they kind of covered that a little bit at the end of the first movie. So it's a little kind of shitty to see it again. Um, There's this tired trope of them wanting to be like humans so they can fit in and they find the mutagen, and it's like, oh, but this could make us human, so we could fit in. I'm like, I understand that. That's not a healthy topic for anyone. Luckily, they handle it well, and they're like, no, we don't need to fit in. We need to be who we are. Like, that's cool, but careful. And the fight scenes are not necessarily as good. They're better when you've got Stephen Amell who's playing Casey Jones in it. But at this point, you know, he's got several years of Green Arrow under his belt, so he kind of knows what he's doing. He plays it pretty well. Um, Will Arnett's back, and the whole idea is that they sort of had him play up that he beat the Shredder, so they mm-hmm. didn't ask questions about the Turtles. I like that. That was a great trope. He played it up well. It was funny. There's a couple things where the Turtles were acting a little extra childish, but it is what it is. Um, honestly, this is a slightly better movie than the last one. Slightly better. Um... But still not great. It's got some really head scratching things in it. And overall, much like the last one, if you really like turtles, you can watch it, but you don't want to watch it twice. Or like me, you'll forget you watched it the first time. When you watch it the second time, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, the river tank's a little weird. But you know, it was that part was fine. Like people at Marox, they were generally fine. They were amusing. I, I like what they did with them. I think Shredder was a much better villain than Krang. I think just having it be Shredder Baxter Stockman and not having Krang in it at all would have been much better. But is what it is. I three three space herpes. Quite honestly, as far as turtle movies go, just watch the fucking first one. You don't. None of the rest really are good.
0: Well, now I have the cartoon.
1: Glaring. Yeah, I know. I I have Mutant Mayhem coming up, which you guys will hear about in the next in hear about next year.
2: Mm. I was planning on watching that over break as well.
1: It's cool because I have so. the all the figures from that waiting over on my thing until I open it up. Plus that nice. other ones, but so yeah. So there, there you go. There's almost all the turtles done. You have to wait for next year for the other one, but I will watch it by then. Nerd.
2: Uh I binged watched two seasons of a show, apparently the entire show, as I've been told. Um, I watched Mindhunter, which I didn't expect to get into as deep as I did. Like, I was up until three in the morning a couple of days watching this. wow. Oh, no. Like, I got in, yeah. I, got I can't it do that shit anymore. <laughs> I... Well, it, it involved some afternoon naps <laughs> that <then laughs> resulted in being up until 3 in the morning watching Hunter. but I also just couldn't let it go. I just needed to know what happened next. It was good. And I haven't gotten into a show like that in a long time, and it makes me really sad that there isn't going to be more. But, like, also picking up so many actors that are in it, like um, Cameron Britton, who plays Ed Kemper um i first saw him in the umbrella academy as um one of the assassins in that uh and then there's a guy in the second season that ends up playing elrond in rings of power and i'm like wait a minute what and but it's so good it's about the uh the founding of the behavioral science department it at Quantico for the FBI and the coining of the term is serial killer and studying serial killers for future profiling and, and uh, identification or detection, I guess, so to speak. Um, but it's really, really good. The only actor that I recognized beforehand was Jonathan Groff. So it was, it was a virtually new cast to me, which was also really refreshing. It wasn't just a bunch of big names. Uh, but I thought it was oh, really, really good. I get zero them. space herpes. Like, it's so good. It was really
0: good. I was really upset when I found out that it, got, it wasn't going to get a third season because they could have done so much with that. It was oh, yeah. really good. Oh,
1: yeah. It looks like the, uh, the showrunner said it was very expensive, as far as netflix is concerned so mm.
0: well it actually i believe was was it on netflix first
2: it's always been a netflix it's always been a, yeah, netflix? It I was a netflix i think it's a netflix original
0: yeah because i remember i remember when it first came out and i watched it and i was like this is really good and we're not getting another season
2: yep happens yeah. more often than we'd like yeah yeah, my, next, quick... my next, my next, my next review is gonna be the same situation. Oh look, more. Oh no, no
1: more. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Your next review is gonna be a tag team with me when we get past Gonzo's next one.
0: Um, well, true. Yeah. So I did watch on uh, Disney Plus the new Indiana Jones movie. Uh, oh, Dial, Dial of Destiny. Des- Dial of Destiny. Which I've um, seen. Okay. It's on, you know, Disney Plus, Plus. Um, and watched it. And it was just okay. There wasn't anything that was, you know, amazing, you know, crazy, you know, whatever. It was I mean, just
1: The ending was slightly crazy.
0: Correct. But it's, the thing is, it, it was a good Indiana Jones movie. That's it was, just
1: It was a solid Indiana Jones movie. It doesn't have like a key action scene that's like, "Oh, you got to see this action scene." It's not like the mine cart in the uh, fucking the second one or Practically any of them in the first one, let's be honest. But The Boulder's the iconic one. Yeah. But there's not like that that key scene that you got to see. It's just solid all the way through, I think.
0: Yeah, it, it was just a good Indiana Jones movie. Um,
1: like the opening scene, Like once you get used to old Indy's voice on like de-aged Indy or CGI. I'm well, sorry, but de-aged Indy. It works a lot better.
0: Once you get past that
1: hump in your head, you're like, okay, that's cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, nothing good wrong cast. with it. it. It was a good cast. It was a good fun. Nothing, you know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the best Indiana Jones. But it was, like, definitely not the worst, in my opinion. I feel like
1: if they had put these out, like, every couple years, they would have done a dozen movies. They'd have been yeah easily. Because this. also, they probably should have throttled back the uh, budget a tiny bit on this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it's it a little less CGI, but hey, you know it's what it is. I
0: would say this one would give me like one and a half, maybe, maybe two if you're really, really picky. But it, it's a yeah. good, solid movie. You just you know, watch it for a good Indiana Jones I movie. Mean, to be fair, I feel the
1: worst Indiana Jones movies. Indiana Jones movies is a two and a half, and that's the yeah. fucking uh, Kingdom yeah. of the Crystal Skull, which is like it's fine. Yeah. Just...
0: yeah, there wasn't anything wrong with this. It was it was good fun. I enjoyed it. Yep. All right, John and nerd, go for it. What's your tag team? Uh, Back again.
1: We, we saw, technically speaking, even on the same day, Godzilla minus zero, <laughs> minus one. Oh, yeah.
2: Duh. How did I forget yes. that on my list? Yes. Godzilla minus one. Um, um First off, this is not
1: like the American Godzilla. is not like the later Japanese Godzilla. This is like the original. It's fucking heavy. Yeah. There is feels and fucking political statements galore in it and oh, still some good kaiju action
2: yeah no it is it is much more heavily focused on the human element of the godzilla story in this than it is godzilla Godzilla's like yeah he's, for, he's, he's there. a force of nature yes he's a force of nature he is yeah that's a great way to put it but it it, it mostly focuses on it's it's end like, of world war two yeah uh kamikaze pilot that survives I mean, obviously that survives
1: yes and there's more to it than that on him but yes it, but there's I a lot on it about you know
2: the end of war japanese japan yeah how people like like those how they were treated after the war and, and there's a lot
1: about, basically, PTSD, too. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, in a different form. It's not just what you'd expect from it. It's... And and even how the other, like, technically, the, the entire Japanese population had some post-traumatic stress. Let's be honest. That was...
2: Yeah.
1: They went through hell. And, like, it deals with that in a lot of cases. There's a lot to it. Uh, even about even forgiveness to an extent. Forgiving other people and yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's really heavy, and it definitely takes a zinger at a the the post-war Japanese government. A couple zingers at them. Yeah,
2: uh,
1: it's it's really good. It's really heavy, and I say this: it's probably the best movie I saw this year. If not necessarily the most enjoyable, it's going to give you feels.
2: Yeah, it but- is. In terms of the Godzilla movies, though, it's right up there with Shin Godzilla for me. In I terms mean, of the best.
1: It is technically the best Godzilla movie I've seen.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard a lot of people say that. that um, the fact you, the that they extended fact,
2: the release? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And you should see in the theater there's a couple scenes that
1: you really, really want to see in the theater. Like, if you don't get to see it, like if life just says, no, you cannot, it'll be okay. But there's a couple scenes that are just chef's kiss in theater.
0: <laughs> which is interesting that this came out because Monarch, which I've been watching, and just quick review, still fucking amazing, they deal yeah. with the aftermath of PTSD of people that live through, you know, a kaiju yeah, attack, I mean too, Which is which is good because you can see this, that they're evolving is not just about the giant monsters. Which is really yeah, great oh, and really fun, but they're touching on, what the fuck happens after, you know, kaiju's attack? Yeah, I mean... Even the U.S. Godzilla
1: movies, the the Monarch verse, if you will, Monsterverse, whatever they're calling it, mm-hmm. like they're, um, deals with that to an extent in all the movies. The Human characters are important in all the movies, and I like that. Yeah. This one is a little skewed. It's much more humans. Godzilla doesn't really have an arc. He more of just shows up and fucks things up because he's Godzilla.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it and it's less. It is also a good companion piece for the first one because the first godzilla movie was more about the horrors of war this is a much more personal story about the horrors of war and it is great that we can have this and then godzilla x kong the, the lost empire that's coming out next year happen in such short notice that there's completely different takes in the same genre
0: yeah
1: it's great uh, I mean uh I'm gonna go for the meme because it's funny I'm gonna give it minus one space Herpy.
2: <laughs> i I'm going to second that
1: uh, it easily the best movie I've watched um very glad I got to see it in the theater I'm very glad uh nerd brought it up when she did
2: yeah I'm glad I found out when I did
1: yeah because that, that Monday I, I left work early because I hadn't gotten all the things I needed done done, so I'm like, hey, boss, can you leave She's like, yep, you can, and I went early and saw it, and it was great. I uh, heard uh, you want to go hurt. to your next one? What's your other series uh, you watched two seasons of and is canceled?
2: Uh, I watched, well, I had already seen season one a while back, but uh, I, I, season two of Shadow and Bone just came out. Binge that in like two days only to find out they're not making more of it they brought it to a nice kind of cliffhanger for more i hate that but like it could kind of wrap up as they completed the story arc They at least got to complete the story arc. I will give them that. I would say it's probably about as good as the first season, if not a little better, because you get a lot more of the character development. Um, It's not just about, ooh, ooh, look at the hot guys, or whatever they were trying to do with season one. Um, But they... (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't just... I mean, first, Fair. it's kind of like the first season of of um, Wheel of Time, where it seemed like, oh, look at all the eye candy. And it was just like, but they have no personalities. And now you actually get to see the personalities develop and all of that kind of stuff. And I wanted there to be more with where they leave it at the end of season two you want to see that next arc but it's not going to happen because netflix has canceled it
0: you know what i really would have rather seen a story with the uh, the, the the three people the three gangster people uh, oh yes i would i would I
2: would, uh, love an enti- I would love an entire series about about the crows
0: yeah that that would have been i would have i would have enjoyed that a whole lot more yeah cuz they look like they yep. their, their characters were really fun
2: absolutely best characters in the show
0: yeah they were tons of fun yeah um so what do you uh, give I it i
2: give it i give it like one one and a half because it's it's <sighs> from everything i'm told the books are better but the show is still pretty good it has its flaws but yeah i'd say like one
0: space hey, zombies! Hmm. zambies zambies. Is, uh...
2: <gasps> zambies oh my goodness it's a zambies <laughs> hi zambies
0: um so i'll go with one um and it'll be because uh, the last
1: one because it's uh yeah so close to...
0: um and and since nerd said she's gonna dress up as one of them uh it'll be even great uh i watched barbie uh it's free on uh max right now and so I was sitting there and I, I went in expecting exactly what I was expecting. Stupid, silly shit with a message. Uh, Cause I know it was a message. I know there was going to be a message behind it. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't. What I really want to see as I want to see the fucking blooper reel to all of this, because yes. the stupid shit that they did, you know, that they had to stop and go, really guys, we're doing this. We're really, really doing this.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna beach. I'm gonna beach.
0: Yeah. I got right a beach right now. I'm gonna beach uh, right now. going beach so hard. <laughs> um, it is the art style and everything great. Um, the way it's portrayed, great. Um, it was it was it was quality. Um, they pulled off what I didn't think they could. Um, they had a message that was relevant. To what was going on. Um, and I see why, you know, some people are getting all upset about it. And I'm like, that's because you're part of the problem, um, type thing. <coughs> but, uh, it, I, it still kind of gets me every time I see Margaret Robbie, I'm always going to think Harley. And I see Harley and Barbie at the same time. And it just played with my head. <laughs> Cause wait for her to say something really, 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 really Harley Quinn <laughs> and pull out a bat real quick. And I was like, no, it didn't happen, but i mean it was it was a good fun time um it's really they stupid even, they do, even
2: throw the line in there it's like if this is the point you're trying to make casting margot robbie is probably not the best choice. yes yeah
0: yeah they fourth wall themselves a lot um it, it was very interesting uh artistically that was a really cool way to do everything um it it was slapstick at point it was serious at points it it was interesting i was like okay this is kind of cool um do we need another one no are we happy with where it is just happy leave it like it is they're gonna make a sequel probably just they're leave it alone
1: barbie universe set up now come on yeah
0: the barbie verse <laughs> <Barbie-verse. laughs> but i mean I, it I... should have just been left or hopefully they just leave it alone because it, it was fine the way it was um, yes. There was a lot of interesting things if you don 't know and the so Barbie world
1: make one movie and go
0: was you know all the discontinued figures or the ones that never existed you know growing up mm-hmm. kipper <laughs>
2: ones that were like developed but never released yeah. or... so they had a lot yeah. of
0: a lot of interesting things in there there's a lot of Easter eggs in it um I really want to see the full blooper reel i I wish they were it because you know that they were doing it and they were like. Really, it's fucking guys! It's going
1: to be on the physical release. Yeah.
2: I will let you know we have the physical copy. Yeah, good,
0: because it, it it's got to be hilarious. Um, oh, yeah. I would give it in its grand scheme. I would probably give it a a one and a half. Uh, just to think, divorce trailer. <laughs> um, just because I mean it, it there are some spots that are just kind of slow and it, it just it's just there. But I it mean, wasn't It wasn't
1: made for you specifically, so obviously some parts are not going to hit for you.
0: Yeah, but I mean, was it fine? Nothing wrong with the movie. It, there were some parts I was laughing my ass off, and so I'm like, all right, let's get to the shark. Let's get to the fucking monkey. I just
2: monkey. the Kate McKinnon blooper reel, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give uh, me all the weird Barbie. Yeah.
0: So
1: This is going to be me reminding everyone to buy physical media because they can take away your electronic media whenever they want. You don't yep. actually own it. Correct. They just did it on PlayStation Network. Yep. It was? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they lost the rights for something, so if you bought it on PlayStation Network, you cannot watch it anymore. So, if you're going to pay money for it, think about buying the physical, physical. media for it, yep. because they can't stop you from watching that. I mean, unless they make Blu-rays go away, in which case then you get a problem, but I don't think they're actually working on that. Yeah. The same. It's only happened twice now. And once was super minor, but it is possible that they could, or they, yeah, or they can change it with no way of you stopping them. Correct. They did that with, hold on, Gene Hackman. He plays Popeye Doyle. What's the fucking name of that movie? It's an old classic.
2: And and* No, uh, *French Connection*. Yes, thank you.
1: *The French I'm Connection*. I'm like, yeah, I they, know they, they, exactly
2: they, what you're talking about. Why can't you? They changed
1: parts of it, and there's nothing you can do about it really yep now granted the parts they changed were maybe okay at that time but not okay now if you understand what i mean
2: mm, but that makes sense
1: still artistically you're like mm, mm. Mm. so keep that in mind when you're looking at stuff by physical media if it's all the same like i i buy a lot of stuff on amazon still like if it's not expensive enough i just buy it on amazon because let's be honest, buying a movie for like three bucks on Amazon is way cheaper than getting the physical media. And for the majority of stuff, it's not gonna make a difference. But think about it when you're doing that, because you Indeed. never know.
0: Well, guys, I have other things to talk about. I can save it and give you all a cliffhanger, and we'll just talk talk about, about it next year. Talk about it next year.
1: Yeah, you can talk so. about Reacher when I actually have time to watch some of them. Yeah, I can let
0: like you know what I think about the Book of
2: Dune.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So cuz
2: it's probably going to take me that long to get through it.
0: <laughs> Guys, we really appreciate everybody. Um this year has always this year's been a struggle for a lot of us. Um we've gone through a lot of change. We've got, you know, a lot of new people. We got a lot of cool things happening. Um it's 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 been it's been a year. It's been a very big year for us. Um but we appreciate every single one of you. We appreciate everybody that watches. Everybody that hangs out, everybody that kind of bugs us—you name it—we really appreciate it. Make sure that um, you know you check out Nerd out on her own channel uh, also, because she has her own channel. Um, maybe we'll get some more streaming from John and I next year, um, but you, you know, no problem. Might promises.
1: something before the New Year's. I've got a game I'm going to start—an old game that I've never had any experience. That I'm going to start playing. We'll see if I can stream some of that. Yep. Contra, no. <laughs> not that old. Not not that old, <laughs> damn it. I've played plenty of Contra. Bitch, please. Down, left, right, left, right, start.
0: Yeah, so, guys, we're going to yeah, send you off. I want
2: to see the new Dune movies too, Xander.
0: Yeah, I want to see you too. So, we're going to send you off to someone that's doing art that has actually done some art for Nerd. So, guys, um,. As always, please look after each other, especially during the holidays. Uh, check in on all your friends. If you're just saying hi, how's it going? Um, if you see something, say something. If you hear something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will, because we need to look after each other more than ever. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo.
2: I am John. I'm Nerd.
0: Good night. <laughs>